0: a number one best selling author whose whole life has been about supporting people to achieve personal empowerment, helping people just like you recognise that they can. Hello there,
1: this is Gina Gardner here, and I'm a host on Passionate World Radio. I'm really pleased to be with you today. Um, I'm joined as usual by Rachel Davidson, my good friend. Um, Rachel is the author of The Point of Me, um, an international bestseller. I too am an international best-selling author and my latest book is Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success and Fulfillment. We were both talking about commitment and thought it would be worth exploring with you the difference between committing to something and saying I'm going to do it and actually getting on and doing it, Mm. particularly when there are challenges to getting things done. Yeah. So I'd like you as listeners to think about what do you mean by commitment? How committed are you once um, you're talking about something? How often do you actually see things through from the initial concept right the way through to fruition, even when things get tricky? Are you someone who very quickly gives up when things get challenging yeah. or does it actually make a difference in terms of what it is we're talking about and whether it's something that is important to you yeah or whether it's something that somebody else wants you to do
2: yeah and and also I mean the subject was really front of mind for me because of listening to um, a podcast where they were referencing um, commitment and then they made the definition of true commitment and it sounded almost like a magical land that um, that very few people get to <laughs> um and i began to think well what's the difference between commitment and true commitment and i guess um well let's explore it today but in my mind it's about the depth of, of feeling in terms of determination and a sense of yeah i'm definitely going down that path and and that's sense of um you know it's going to happen when you think about it, you know it's going to happen. So is that true commitment?
1: I think it is. But for me, the we've talked quite a lot about the defining factor is what is the why? Yes. If it's something that is truly important to you, something that, that actually is um, at a gut level, I want to, I need to, I choose to do this. Yes. Then I believe the commitment is at a different level to, I've got to do this. Yes.
2: yes. And
1: so the why. And I think one of the things that I'd like to explore today with our listeners is how often you find yourself being committed by others Uh to do things. Yes. And whether that commitment is... uh, is as straightforward as other people saying you've got to do that, so your boss says you've uh-huh. got to get this done or uh-huh. your parents say you've got to do this.
2: Uh-huh.
1: As opposed to how often we feel we have to do it in order to please others. And I think yes. there is a fundamental difference to that.
2: Yes, because if you find yourself using the word should in a sentence, it's often a bit of a flag for you you don't you, you haven't got true commitment there. You're doing it because you're committed, because you're helping somebody out or or it's something that's been given to you. But if you're saying, I should do this, it doesn't sound as positive, does it?
1: No, but interestingly, I work with people who have got projects that they want to do, and I'll call them projects mm-hmm. for want mm-hmm. of a better word, who are still using the words I should, I must, right. rather than when I say to them, so are you choosing mm-hmm. to do this? And when they use the word choose, what they report is it has a different energy behind it. Yes. I choose to do this because actually I think it's important, because I want to, because it's going to make a difference, because yeah. it's going to match my why.
2: Yeah.
1: It's very different to I ought to do this, I should do that, yes. I must do the other.
2: that. That that latter section of selection of words makes it sound like there's an external force being applied upon you. It's a you. bit like
1: having to do your homework mm-hmm. because yeah. if you don't, you're going to get into trouble. Yes. And for me, that that energy behind those words um, is almost as if you're putting one foot forward, mm. but then taking a step back. Mm. So I'm g- going to do this, but actually, it's not my choice. Mm, don't really want ears, to, as yeah. opposed to This is something that I choose to do. It's my active um, opportunity to do something that I feel is important, that I want to do. Yes. And if you have that different energy behind it, Uh, then when the hurdles come, when the blocks come, when uh, the challenges come, uh, the momentum is greater uh, because you have actively made a decision and chosen to do it. Yes. For me, it comes back to again one of the themes that is we repeat ourselves quite yeah. a lot is around the if you if you want something to be done, if you make that active choice, it's about the active choice. Yes, ninety five percent of what we do is habitual, mm. so lots of people are doing things because it's what they do, mm. not because there's that active choice. Yes. That they want to do it yes. for whatever reason.
2: Yes, and of course, an active choice can come from two directions too, can't it? Can come from the motivation to move away or the motivation to move towards. Uh, and and in my head, at least, I don't know what do you think. Are they are they separate things, being pushed from something versus? Heading towards
1: something? I think you're looking at um, a number of different factors here. The first is that we are wired along a continuum Mm. in terms of what motivates us, Mm. drives us. Are we driven towards avoiding pain, Mm. getting away from things that distress us, things that don't feel right? Or are we going towards pleasure, the things Mm. that we want to have? And we will naturally fall somewhere along that continuum. Yes. Now it doesn't mean that because that's your natural wiring, if you like, that you've got no choice, mm. quite far from it, that yeah. once you recognise whether you are someone who is motivated and driven by avoiding yes. pain, change, yes. difficulty, things that will where you'll be found wanting, mm. or whether actually you are goal-oriented that you you want to get to somewhere. Mm. And recognising that in yourself and others is really,
2: really helpful. Mm. And it, it's, uh, it's actually quite sort of, um, it, it's linked in my head to the laws of abundance in terms of, it. often I think it's more natural, and certainly as as you're younger, to talk about what you don't want. So you do a lot of moving away from. But in in the act of moving away, you are, by definition therefore moving into something but if you haven't thought about where you're moving into you're just thinking about where you're getting away from then I wonder there how how committed you can actually be to to that act of change and that actually you you need and the laws of abundance would say this too is that you need to think about it in the terms of the positive so these phrases around I should and I ought to are acts of if you like moving away from something but you haven't really committed to where you're moving into and it's it's the positive language and the positive affirmation of i choose to be i choose to go um and and although i don't like it here and i feel the need to move actually i need to consider if i'm going to move from here where am i going that that is where i think this land of true commitment lives yes
1: i think that's a really good point what i would add to that is if you anything if you put it into the positive i mean think of the word don't yeah don't think of a blue elephant
2: you have to (laughs) think
1: of the blue elephant in order not to think about the blue elephant
2: yeah
1: and if you're talking about what you don't want and interestingly people who are who are motivated and driven by um avoiding will be very good at saying what they don't want yes but find it often quite difficult to articulate what they do want Mm. and I think recognizing that yes you want to uh, avoid the uh, the pain of being wrong Mm. not living up to other people's expectations Mm -hmm. having physical or emotional or spiritual pain Mm. nature can't cope with a vacuum no so if you're going to take that away yeah what are you going to put in its place yes yes and I think it's a training issue that you actually have, you know, you might not be very good at it to start with. Mm. But the more you, you um, think about, if I don't want this, what do I want? How do I, um, How do I frame that? Mm. It will get easier. Mm. Like anything, it gets easier with practice. Yes. So going back to our theme around commitment, mm. what I would suggest you as listeners do is think about the things in your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What are you truly committed to? because Mm. they will align with your core values Mm. what are your core values in my experience Mm. very, very very few people actually think about it and identify what they are yeah what I find quite paradoxical is they often recognize what they are when somebody or a situation works against them
2: Yes, it's it's in seeing the negative that that the positive becomes visible somehow, yes. and that's it's like a shame, doesn't it? That you have to wait for the for bad stuff in order to appreciate good stuff and and direction.
1: So, if you think about being committed to something. Mm. If that aligns with your values, mm-hmm. so yesterday I was talking to somebody um, who is working in an organisation, she's an, an academic, she's very committed to what she does, yeah. but one of the things that gets in the way of her feeling of commitment yes. is the way in which her organisation operates and the lack of integrity. Right. And what she's realised is that for her, one of her deep core values is integrity. Yes. And so her commitment to her core value mm. actually is going to be the greater commitment. Yes. Because that's who she is. Yes. Rather than being committed to delivering what is important to her mm. to actually teach and to open people's minds. Mm but because there's a, a lack of integrity in terms of the way in which it's being done yeah her level of commitment is less yes and yes. so for me commitment is about something that you recognize that yes. you really want mm. doing yes but at the same time recognising that how you do it and whether that's aligned to your core values is incredibly important.
2: And it's interesting, isn't it, to just to pick on the value of integrity. Because I think most people, if if you ask them, you know, is integrity important to you? Most people would say, well yes. But I think it, it's actually by being by being placed into the hot water and you understand what your tolerance is. Yeah. Because there are tolerances around values, aren't there? Because you know, some some acts of um some acts against integrity are copable with you can live with them and then some acts are just not so although you have that i mean i think humanity generally shares quite a lot of values and you can certainly see it within the religions don't you about the values that they they preach and um, and and try to instill within people um but i think i think the the subtleties come with some people have a capacity to live with a very, very shallow level of, of their particular value in a particular scenario. And, again, that's all down to, well, how committed are you to that value? Yeah.
1: And I think often the devil's in the detail, isn't yes. it? Yes. It's the vehicle that's being used that will often determine whether or not you can live with something. Yes. What I would say, and for me, I think it there is at times there is um, when there is a mismatch of values, mm. that then drifts into something which is a bigger mismatch and it's a bit like mm-hmm. the frog that's dropped into cold water
2: yes
1: if you're dropped in they say if, i hope they've obviously We've done some research this. and nor would we <laughs> okay. um no frogs have been harmed in this the making <laughs> yes. of this this show that if you drop a frog into cold water mm. and you heat it up it will mm. not recognize that it's in trouble mm. drop it into hot water and it'll immediately attempt to tr- jump out mm. and i think as human beings very often we're dropped into cold water, yes. and things gradually grow, yes. and then suddenly something happens, and you find yourself at variance with your your yes. your deep inner yes. um, conviction, yeah. and then it becomes stressful, and then that's yeah. when people get depressed and anxious and so on, because they recognise that they're so far away. Yes. And although this might sound within this as if we're going a long way from the theme of the anatomy of commitment, Mm. Mm. for me it's pretty fundamental.
2: Yeah, because um, I think in order to be truly committed to something, you have to start with awareness. So you have to be aware that you're a frog and you're sitting in cold water and that second by second it's changing temperature. And I think if you have that self-awareness... Then your ability to be truly committed to your task or, or or your values or whatever, you have a greater chance of being successful if you have self awareness. Uh, I think that, that goes. In itself, is absolutely It's a commitment, isn't it? To yes. have to constantly be doing that internal cycle of, why am I doing this? Does it does it match? Is it still where I thought I would be? What why why is that behaviour bothering me?
1: And to do that in a way that's not self-destructive. Yeah. Because I think many people have what they call self-awareness, which actually is being self-critical. And self-awareness for me is actually around being balanced and honest. Yes. And recognizing that there are always ways to be even better. Yes. But actually we are where we are. Yes. And not then to stop that critical voice in our head that nags yeah. and, yeah. and so
2: on. and that was interesting too because the, the same person that was talking about true commitment talked about um you know successful questions and how people who ha- have have been seen to achieve um often have a set of successful questions yes. in their heads so they don't for instance talk about uh, say say things to themselves like why is this happening to me and why do i always mess up and and all of these yeah you know at self-attacking self-sabotage yes. a- aspects and so in in giving themselves a break in asking them themselves questions that can lead to positive conclusions they are for greater ability to be truly committed to where they're headed
1: i think that's absolutely true and for me it's around questions that put you into solution mode rather than those that focus so if you listen to the following questions and just feel that Mm. i talk about the energy behind the words so what's your problem Mm. whose fault is it Mm. how long have you had it Mm. how does it feel Mm. and there are times when those questions are appropriate Mm -hmm. but listen then to so what's the challenge yes what would you like to see as an end result and why? Yes. What resources do you have that you could draw upon that would help you get there? Yes. Who do you know that could be a resource to you to help you get there? Yes. What's your first step going to be? Yes. And it's got a very different yeah. feel to it. All
2: of those sets of questions are making me smile and it reminds me of the of a particular question that I got posed which started me off on writing my book and I was um, sort of sat there being self-indulgent about oh well I, I have to feed this self-belief I have that I have to be an expert in anything before I do anything which is obviously quite a limiting self-belief if I allow it to to really happen and I got asked the question um, uh, if, if, you, if you knew it, let's just imagine that you know what you need to know about this subject what would you do and I found out, oh, I need, I need to do research. No, no, no. You do know. What would you do? What would you do if you do know? And it was just enough of a positive permission for my brain to go, I do know. And if I do know, then this is what it looks like. Mm. And off I went. Yes. And I think that, I mean, you you, you say it on a regular, regular basis throughout your books, Gina, about the positive power of language. And, and how language in our heads, the thoughts we have, Language in our speech, what we say to the world, uh, the behaviours that then come because of that, and how they are all linked. And they are, you know, physical things that we do to ourselves, aren't they? They're not just words.
1: The the thing is that where your thoughts start off, your words Mm. then carry on your thoughts. Mm. And for me, it's that, that your brain wants to please. Yeah. And if you language things positively, the brain wants to help you achieve that positivity. Mm. If you language things in a negative way, then the brain says, "Okay, you want it to be difficult. You want it to be horrendous. You want it to be something that you can't cope with. Okay, we Mm. won't cope.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And it sounds very simplistic. But actually, I've now worked with thousands of people and I know it works. Yeah. And... So, for me, commitment is you have an idea of something you want to do. Mm. Language is how that idea becomes expressed. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's how you share that with other people. Yes. And if you're saying to some oh, I think I might like to do this and mm. Mm, I'm not quite sure. Mm. Um, and that may be inappropriate at the beginning. But if you want other people to engage in your vision... Mm. If you're tentative about that um, and why it's important, yeah. then other people will not become committed with you. Yes. Now, that's not to say that you you just, you know, bulldozer your way through, no, but it's exactly. about how do you count things in, in ways which demonstrate that you are committed. Yes. For me, the other thing that I think we need to explore, and again, it's a theme that we visited many times, mm. is... People who are committed feel just as much fear uh, yes, and yes. sense that, oh how am I gonna manage this mm. as others? Mm. The difference is they still do it. Yes. And so if you are truly committed, and we use the word truly a yeah. lot, you know, if it's yeah. really at the heart of yeah. you're going to do this yes. and you'll do what it takes within your moral code i'm not talking about doing anything but within your moral code you will do whatever is required in order to make this work because you are committed to it and that has to be in line with your values Mm. then you may be very fearful about will i manage how am i going to do it Mm. but you'll find a way Mm. it is said and i'm sure i've said it on on other radio shows that the people who succeed are those who are going to be prepared to be uncomfortable mm, yes. and those who do not succeed consistently mm. as where the discomfort means I'll give up yes. rather than be in discomfort. Yes. You know, our comfort zone is something which can be really attractive yeah <laughs> there are times when you know to go Warmly and wrap yourself up in the um <laughs> the duvet of your comfort zone no. would be great yeah. but actually if you're committed to do creating something to doing something mm. there's almost an implicit meaning that you're committed well to doing something else something more
2: that but i is suspect the absolute negative of it no that is absolutely right i mean i'm thinking about you know the universe even black holes Apparently, the absolute opposite of all matter that we understand, but even black holes are present. There is no missing element to a black hole. It's there and it's doing stuff.
1: So being committed (laughs) is about being in the moment. Yes. And actually step by step taking yourself from where you are to where you are aiming to be. Now, some might argue, well, I'm committed to staying as I am. I like things just as I am. Mm. The problem with that is that the world is in motion. Every cell, every, we, from physics, we know that we are in motion. Yes. And actually, that the moment that you stay still, you're actually going backwards.
2: Because you are not staying still. Your perception is that you are staying still. But what you have stopped doing is being self aware of actually, the movement of the universe past you. Yes. And the movement of the universe past you has and will effectively move you forward. It's just that you're doing it without a, a, without a positive commitment for creation. You're doing it in the sense of trying to delete and take away um, aspects to try and stay still. And, and that can only ever lead you to um, a place of sadness, I would say, Well, certainly a place of lack. Lack, that's a much better word. Yes.
1: So, you know, one of the things that I would, I suppose, challenge our listeners to to think about are what are the things that you're committed to? Mm. What are the things that are really, really important in your life? Mm. And why are they important? Yes. And are those things, as they are at the moment... Mm what's your vision for them moving forward Mm. how are you going to either embed these uh, even more Mm. or you're going to enhance them or you're going to move them or maybe it's a commitment to do something completely different yeah but to think about your attitude your approach to that commitment
2: Mm.
1: and are you i'm committed or are you i am committed and like you know even things like the tone of voice, our body language. We've talked a lot about the language we use to ourselves and others. Yes. Is there that real sense of, I'm going to do this? Mm. Because if you're not committed when you start, you're on a hiding to nowhere. Mm. The first thing that, that gets to be a bit tricky will, will push you off course. Yes. The other thing, if you're someone who've has no sense of what you're committed to. Mm. I think then you lead a life which feels a bit rudderless. Yes. Um, you know, we need to have something which is important to us. Yes. And actually, what that is is going to differ for to every single person. Yes. The what it is and the why it is, yes. I think are the two important things. The how comes later yes but lots of people want to know all of the hows before they commit to doing anything yeah and ultimately if you want it to be perfect before you start Mm. comes back to self sabotage Mm. you're never going to start
2: no and some journeys in life you, you you know roughly where you're headed but you don't know how you're going to get there and every step you take actually the next step could you know could be one could be the other could be another and actually sometimes in those journeys it's about because you see commitment also leads on to faith yeah so you have to I believe that true commitment has to have a big dollop of faith in with it too because actually worrying about the hows is a good way of talking yourself out of stuff
1: absolutely But I would also say that if you're living in the moment, yes, you've got a plan, you've got to be strategic, but Uh also have that capacity to, this is where I am now, Uh let's identify what can I do Uh in this next hour, day, Uh That will move things forward and maintain a momentum towards the ultimate goal. So having very clearly what it is you want to achieve, but with some flexibility in that it may not actually end up being quite the shape Mm. that you have initially thought about yes. but having the faith that the opportunities will come and will help you shape that into something even better
2: yes at yes. the
1: same time recognizing that if you want something to happen mm. you've got to take action mm. and it's cons- we've, again we've said it many times consistent action taken mm. small actions taken consistently rather than the grand gesture yeah. that actually get you to wherever or whatever it is you want to be yeah
2: so do you think that if you've got a plan A and you're truly committed to it, do you think that it's a wise idea to have plan B?
1: I think my gut feel, and I'm re- this is really pertinent because I've, I'm in this stage in terms of all of the programme, I've got a plan A
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I've got a plan B, but what I'm realising more and more is I need to leave some space mm. to allow opportunity. Mm. You know, people yeah. talk about being lucky, and I think lucky is when preparation meets opportunity yes, but if yes. you fill every moment with stuff yes then there's little either room for you to to lift your eyes up to see what else is going on yeah. so your awareness becomes yeah. too uh, buried in what too you're narrow. doing yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Um, but also that opportunities if you don't uh, allow yourself some space find it very difficult to knock on the door Mm. or they knock on the door and you're so busy you don't hear the knock Mm. so for me it's getting a marriage and of the of the the strategic planning Mm. the activity on a consistent basis and living in the moment and allowing there to be some freedom for opportunity to come in yes will you get it right all the time probably not Mm. i think that's part of the life's journey isn't it
2: yeah and 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 actually uh, in in making mistakes in going down cul-de-sacs in your journey there's a lot of learning and a lot of recalibration that can add to the quality of your commitment yes. uh, so it, it's never a bad thing really it is if you if you allow it to just stop the journey and, and you give up and and you you know you, you're hard on yourself because of it but um, all of those little sort of bumps and 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 uh, roles in in the road are are actually also there for a reason, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I think they are. And for me, then, it's not about getting it wrong. It's about getting it different. Yes. And so often we have these very set ideas of it has to be this shape or that. Mm. And actually, when one can um, relax into it a little, then it can help. And I'm talking to myself as well as the listeners here, because I think we all need to perhaps do a bit more of that. Yeah. But I would say, for me, it's not about being totally just let the universe do what it will. We need to be... um, There has
2: to be effort.
1: Effort and strategy and some thought around what you want to go. Yes. So love to hear what you're committed to what the issues that are facing you around commitment please contact us either through the radio show or through the website wwwgenuinely you.com that's wwwgenuinely you.com you can get a free copy of free digital download of thriving not surviving the five secret pathways to happiness success and fulfillment if you go onto the website and we'd just love to know what you think. Or you can join the Genuinely You uh, Facebook group. Um, you just uh, go on to uh, Facebook and um, uh, send us uh, 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 your name and we can let you into the group and you could be part of the discussion. So thank you very much. Lovely to have you with us on Passionate World Radio. And take care and we look forward to speaking to you on the next show. Thanks now.
0: You've just been listening to another great Genuinely You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Genuinely You is a culmination of Gina's work, spanning over 30 years of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled and how to achieve it. Please visit genuinely-you.com today to find out more.